But um, okay, going back to to our podcast here, I'm supposed to talk about you and growing up, Tret, um Who was your tennis idol? Uh, I think Andre Agassi. I, I watched Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras a lot, but uh, I think Andre Agassi was just had more of the cool factor. I, I really liked that. I, I loved when he had the bandana on and he had the different cool mm-hmm. Nike shoes. And I thought that was that was so cool when I was a little kid. And I always wanted to be Andre Agassi, I think, growing up. Did you ever reach him wearing those uh, denim shorts? No, I've seen the pictures and stuff. I'm not that old. but <laughs> <laughs> No, because uh, my brother actually idolizes him. And uh, it was amazing because he imagine he, he he was wearing um, black denim shorts and it was actually so heavy yeah. and but everybody was was wearing it. Yeah. I think if he wear if he brings a bag coming from uh, Costco, everybody will do it also at that time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about your. Um, experience in playing the the IPTL. Uh gonna sh- gonna share here some photos maybe you can comment on it also. About this one. Can you sh- yeah, can now you I see, can it? see Yeah now I can see. Yeah playing with Serena. We played mixed doubles together at, at MOA. So yeah playing playing with her at Mall of Asia Arena was, was unbelievable. It was a packed crowd in there and uh, having all the fans obviously cheering for Serena and uh, being able to play in front of the home home Filipino fans was something I look back at and always think it was so special. Uh, the whole crowd was cheering for us. And, yeah, I played pretty well uh, that, that those weeks and, and especially those three days in Manila. So it was fun playing there and playing mixed doubles with her. So she's maybe the greatest player ever. And uh, it was really cool to say I played mixed doubles with her. Playing, I mean, you know, playing with a legend and um... – how many Grand Slam titles she won. Uh, it, it was amazing on uh, how, how how the IPTL was then in 2014 and 2015 in Manila. Yeah. We thank a lot um, the group of uh, John Henry for bringing that. And it was such an experience. Uh, all the big stars with uh, Serena, Sharapova, uh, Rafael Nadal and Andy Murray and all the other greats like Ivan Isevic and Carlos Moya was a fantastic experience for everyone. But we are just as proud that um, we were represented there by you. Yeah, it was, it was uh, great to have a, uh, a Filipino player, I think, on the team. And I, I felt honored to be that player. And I, I played really well uh, with the team. It was, it was a Amazing experience playing, obviously, with Serena, with uh, Andy Murray on our team, with Sharapova on our team. It was something we enjoyed so much. And uh, I always look back on and think those are some of the best of times, for sure. Yeah. And uh, can you tell us something about this photo out there? Who are, who are you with in this photo? Yeah, that was our team for those matches. Richard Gasquet, Edward Roger Vaslin. Ila Tamjanovic, Mark Filipusis. Obviously, Serena and I had just just won our match. And uh, Jarmila Gajasova was on our team. And uh, John Henry Lulier uh, was always on our bench and supporting our team 
uh, so well. He was such a great leader for our team and uh, did a great job kind of uh, managing us and, and getting us to, we had a really good season that season. Supported you in and out of the court, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. He did, did so much for, for everybody there. And uh, I remember he always talks, uh, Serena and her husband now, that they kind of went on their, what they consider their first day where they really hit it off in the Philippines. So yeah, it's something she always talks about that's where really they hit it off. How about this yeah, uh, very, very popular selfie you have here? Yeah. Gomenel with Milos Ranich taking the selfies. Pretty tall guy, so he's got an easy, easy hand to take a selfie. But uh, yeah, we had a, a good team, and it's always always a good team when you have Serena and you have a pretty pretty great player to kind of lead your team and get a lot of wins for you. And uh, obviously, mm -hmm. Milos was such a great player getting to a couple of Grand Slam finals, and uh, Mark Filipusis was was so good for our team as well. Okay, I'm um, gonna show you some more photos of uh, of uh, the the IPTL. Uh, how about this photo? What can you say about this photo? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I mean, those are like uh, unforgettable moments in during the uh, International Premier Tennis League in Manila. Tell us about yeah. this photo, Trent. I'm sure you were yeah. there. Yeah, we were in the press con before the night before the tennis began in Moa. Uh, Andy Murray, uh, Manny Pacquiao showed up for the press con, was there kind of introducing the players and getting everybody ready for uh, the IPTL to start the next night. And it was, it was really cool to have him there. And Andy wanted to meet him because he's uh, friends with a lot of the uh, British boxers. So it was Boxer. great for him to meet Manny and talk to Manny. So it was something uh, our team kind of, Got to say hi to Manny and have him around the, the tennis was really cool. Yeah, I remember um, at that time, I think Andy Murray left already or he hasn't arrived yet in that uh, in this particular welcome dinner. Yeah. And Manny came really late in the dinner. And uh, when he arrived, um, it was such a star. And uh, I remember Andy Murray coming back just to, just to meet him. I yeah. mean, that's how big Manny is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not only in the Philippines, but um, around yeah, the world. In the Philippines, Manny's one of the biggest celebrities in the world. He's, he's unbelievable. And, uh, it's cool for even some of the best athletes in tennis and other sports want to meet Manny and talk to him and hear about his story. Where he, he's had one of the most unbelievable kind of stories as professional athletes. It's, it's incredible to see and follow. Every, every Filipino kind of looks up to him uh, boxing-wise. He's, he's done unbelievably. How about this one? Yeah, in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. This is Miami. Yeah, Miami. We're in the, the players kind of lunch area. There there's a suite before my mom and dad and I kinda of ate lunch after I won the first round match there a couple of years ago. So yeah. Uh my mom and dad and I kinda of enjoying the afternoon after I had a good win watching I think uh I think that match I'm not sure, but I remember Rafa play the next match so people were kind of filling in trying to get seats to see if they could wait for the next match to start was this their first time in uh, in miami yeah this is the first time i think this is one of the first years i played in miami and yeah the masters events are, are pretty tough to get into you have to be ranked top 35 or so to get in the the doubles so yeah i was uh when i kept moving up the rankings i was i felt like i could 
uh, finally get in all the Masters after I made that Indian Wells final with uh, Jersey. Yeah, I know it's like got into kind of any tournament I wanted to play after that, and I was ranked top 30 or so in the world. And those were the those were the good years. And hopefully, I'm on on my way back to that ranking and playing playing the biggest tournaments again soon. Seeing this photo, um, this really says uh, who you are—a Filipino American. And of course, the Filipino there, we call you Tret San Pedro Yui. So San yeah. Pedro obviously is the Filipino last name. Uh, what influences did your, did your mom as a, as a Filipina, uh, what influence did she give you uh, growing up? Yeah, for sure. My mom was a huge influence on me. Uh, obviously, uh, strict Filipino mom, like always about education and uh, being super serious about uh, doing well in school, and I think that gave me really good discipline in uh, my work ethic, and not only in school, but with tennis. I feel like I've always taken it as something where I'm not just, uh, I don't know, having fun out there. I'm having fun, but I'm doing it with a purpose and doing it to keep getting better and keep improving. Where uh, she's been such a great influence for me, and uh, we still we still joke every now and then. My mom always tells me before. She's like, you know, it'd be good. Do you have a backup plan? Why do you need to get a real job? It's, it's good to have a backup plan. And then I, I did really well that, that year uh, on the tour and kind of moved way up in the rankings. And ever since then, she's like, oh, tennis is the best. Like, I'm glad you don't have to, to get a real job. <laughs> so, yeah. now, now you remind me of, uh, of Jokoi. You know Jokoi? Yeah. yeah, for sure. And, know, she's, always, she's always talking about her mom. Yeah. Um, there's some of the trait. I know it's 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 a, a lot of it's quite funny and how how she describes uh, to be a Filipino American growing up yeah. in the states. So is your mom also has uh, always a snack in her bag for yeah, you when same, same. growing I grew up? up. Like my mom only spoke Tagalog to me, but uh, she would always make me respond in English. So there was always a lot of Tagalog. And growing up in the house, we would watch a lot of. Uh, Tagalog movies. I grew up as a little kid thinking Sharon Kaneda, everybody knew Sharon Kaneda as a normal movie star. Whereas my, <laughs> as I got older and older, my, my friends around didn't really know who Sharon Kaneda was. But yeah, it was great <laughs> having my mom kind of raise me uh, Filipino and a lot of the time, even though I grew up outside Washington, D.C. When, when I was really young. But uh, my mom still every now and then would get mad and be like, Sasapakin Katajantret. <laughs> so, uh, typical Filipino mom in my mind. Typical Filipino mom in the U.S. Sasapakin kita dyan, I like that. How about for food? Okay, about for food. What's your favorite food cooked by your mom? Favorite, she cooks Filipino the best food, breakfast. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I love Filipino breakfast. I could eat that every day, all, all the meals of the day. Casino or Longanisa. I remember you like a lot of Longanisa. You know, Longanisa, garlic rice, eggs. I love that. I had Filipino tonight, actually. In in here in Charlottesville, there's a Filipino food truck, Little Manila. And I had that for dinner tonight. Mm. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, pork barbecue with some half uh, white rice, half pensit, and then some mumpia. So it was really good. I had some Filipino food tonight. Nice. You know, a lot of people, we see your mom once in a while in the Philippines. She was just there during the Southeast Asian Games. But um, we hardly know your dad. And obviously, that's where the Yui came from. And yeah. um, 
Um, we can see a lot of uh, semblance between you and your dad also. You're really half-half of your mom and your dad, if you look at this photo. Yeah. Uh, tell us something about your dad. Yeah, he's, I should I have invited him here. Yeah, he, <laughs> he always wants to come. He used to come every year because we used to go back for all of December when I was younger, from when I was, I think, two or three years old until I was 17. We came back for all of December, and my, my dad obviously would come back with my mom and I, and uh, we would always be back. And, uh, yeah, my dad and I always have great memories. We would be, when we would visit my uh, pa and mama, my mom's parents in Makati, we would go play basketball. And my dad would always uh, talk about how everybody else, obviously, was wearing sandals. So, sandals. so we, we decided <laughs> we, we had to wear sandals, too. So we, we played basketball in the neighborhood. Well, playing basketball. <laughs> yeah, of course. We had to, we in Makati, to, right? As I, yeah, uh, in Makati. I so, remember yeah. your mom telling me, grew up in in Makati area which would yeah. uh, I think what we call poblacion now really yeah. really popular now yeah I'm, I'm sure you you saw that the last time it's really developed yeah, now I've, and I've gone by there uh, one times of the now. popular night spots yeah yeah now all my mom's family has moved to Canada or the U.S. and uh, my grandparents have passed away since I was kind of I don't know nine or ten years old so it's the my mom's the oldest of 11 and they all have kind of moved to Canada or the U.S. and kind of tried to I don't know, move, uh, make some more money and send it back to some of the family that we still have there. So. That's good. Um, how about, uh, how are they now? How's your parents with this crisis? Yeah, um, where well. are they're they? They're, they're down in Florida now. They're, they're, they're down in Florida playing tennis for uh, a month or two now they're retired so they've been playing tennis with some friends down in Florida and they're just staying there for now so it's it's uh, hit pretty hard in Florida kind of near where they are but they're two hours away from Miami so they're just mm -hmm. staying at home and trying to be safe so uh, yeah my mom and dad both still play tennis every my dad still plays every day he loves it and uh, he was obviously a really a good athlete when he was younger and my mom still plays every now and then and yeah she enjoys it i know i know she loves her tennis and uh we can see that a lot uh must be where you're getting your influence i know it's getting a little bit late there so um we're gonna wrap this up a little bit uh soon um any message stretch for your filipino fans yeah uh, thanks so much for the support. Well, this crisis is ongoing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody stay home, be safe, and uh, try to help everybody flatten the curve. I mean, the more the more people that are staying home and being safe, it'll help the healthcare workers out and uh, help them be able to take care of as the, the number of people that they can take care of. And I think at this time, that's the smartest thing to do. So yeah, hopefully, we can all do our part to help 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 everybody else out in the world. Um, you know, you you went you went to college in uh, University of Virginia, basically playing a lot of NCAA tennis. Uh, what's your advice now to uh, you know young Filipino juniors trying to follow your footsteps, wants to be a professional tennis player? Uh, do you suggest for them to to go professional or go to college or stay in the Philippines? Uh, yeah 
just give give your advice. Yeah, I think for me, I thought it was it was a perfect situation for me. I was able to uh, when I was 18 or so. I was I don't know. I had a couple points on the ATP tour, but I looked at college as, as something where it was a good stepping stone. I could get uh, th- four years of great practice and get more mentally mature. I don't know as a person, but also as a tennis player, and and get better, bigger, and stronger. By the time I was 22 years old, I'd be ready more ready for the ATP circuit and trying to make it and win futures and win challengers. And uh, it was it was so good for me, I think, to kind of give myself that time in college and use that as a stepping stone to the pro tour. And I always talk with uh, Francis Alcantara and he said the same thing. It helped him so much, helped him improve. And he used that time to kind of get bigger and stronger. And he, he got so much better as a player, he thought, mm-hmm. from 18 to 21, 22 years old. And, uh, if you use that in the right way and train hard, it's something that can help you a lot. I think that's good that it's coming back to to people uh, to tennis players going to college first before going professional. Because there was a time before you guys, everybody was going professional right away, and yeah, a lot of sure. the big names were not playing uh, college tennis. But it seems like it's going back to playing college tennis first. Uh, you see guys you know, like John the, Isner, the tour and Kevin now, Anderson. And Steve Johnson, yeah. who have gone to college and gotten to top 10, top 20 in the world. And they show that it's something where, yeah, if you kind of use that in the right way and train hard and mature and get better in those four years, you'll be better prepared to when you're kind of really trying to, to make it in those smaller tournaments, which are, which are tough to not only win, but tough on you mentally to keep pushing and getting better and better as a player in all those tournaments year after year. I mean, you guys are great examples. Uh, you uh, and P player, tennis players, uh, Filipino tennis players before you, like Roland So, Felix Barrientos, you know, uh, playing college tennis in the States, finishing their college. And then now we have uh, you guys, uh, Tret, Tret and uh, Ruben Gonzalez, finishing college also together with uh, Francis Casey Alcantara. Uh, I think you guys are uh, an amazing uh, example uh, for what junior players should uh, aspire for. And, and more and more junior players are going to the States now to play college tennis and get scholarships and, uh, you know, have a good education before going professional, professional before, uh, before going professional. And I think uh, you guys are paving the way for, for that. And, yeah, for uh, sure. And it's always good to have a backup plan. You can get a good education while really training and doing everything you can in tennis. To If tennis doesn't work out, I mean, you always have a college degree from a university in the U.S., which is a great thing to have when you go into the working world. You know, the, you know in, like here in the Philippines, a lot of um, – a lot of uh, – you know, there's a lot of work stop uh, work stoppage here now, right? Because everybody is in lockdown, and um, some com- some big companies here are giving a lot of uh, support to their employees. Uh, the same in the U.S. Um, I think I think the WTA, the ATP, and the Grand Slam should also give some sort of uh, support to its stars, or not not the stars, but especially the 
the uh, lower ranked players who doesn't make as much as the the big stars of tennis and uh, some sort of financial support to keep them going during this trying time. Because as we all know, all of you guys, uh, a lot of you guys uh, are unemployed now, basically, just yeah. like uh, a lot of people. And I hope the WTA, the ATP, and the uh, and the uh, the Grand Slams do something about it together with the ITF, yeah, for sure. That's uh, giving some sort of support to well, all the other sports you kind of have a guaranteed contract you get paid yearly whereas in tennis unless you're top five ten in the world and have big sponsorship deals you're you're not making any money in tennis unless you're playing tournaments and earning your prize money so right now 99 percent of tennis players are are unemployed and not making any money so that's where it's really tough in these times but i mean exactly. there's there's exactly. people that are way that's off why, but, i mean yeah atp the the ITF and the Grand Slam tournaments. I mean, these are big companies. I mean, they make a lot of money and they should also emulate all of these companies who are supporting their employees. Yeah. Um, you know, still giving their salaries, giving support. And uh, I, I think they should do something about it because this will go in a, uh, for a while. I mean, now they've announced that uh, most likely it would be June 7th, but there's a big chance that it would go even longer. And, uh, yeah. They have to support their athletes. They're, 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 uh, those are their stars. Um, those are the, you know, if, if this is, um, if this is uh, show business, you guys are the artists, you know? Yeah, and, for sure. That's where, yeah, I've heard from the ATP council, some of the players have talked about their, the next month or so, there's going to be talk of a monthly stipend depending on your ranking and, uh, we'll see if that actually comes comes to light or comes through. But uh, at this time, obviously, everybody's more concerned with the the virus and kind of getting through day by day. So hopefully, that comes I don't know the next month or two. But uh, it seems like there's more important oh, things at hand. So uh, we're all we're all concerned about that and trying to trying to stay safe. That's that's uh, that's good to know that uh, they're considering that. And uh, lastly, maybe you would like to 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 uh, give a message to your supporters, to your fans, to, to your sponsors. Uh, this is your chance. Uh, yeah. Obviously, any thanks, for them, uh, John Henry Lulier and Savona Lulier. Uh, what are you wearing there, by the way? Oh, my What's your shirt? Savona Lulier. Oh, yeah. wow. Nice. Yeah, nice. so they you're getting Savannah. good at it. Huh? Yeah, Savannah supported me so much <laughs> over the years, and I can't thank them enough. And I love you a bit. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Same. Thanks so I much. I lost to, you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Thanks so much to all the fans uh, all over the world, but all, especially back home in the Philippines. Hope uh, Filipino tennis fans have, uh, have shown me so much love and. I uh, can't thank them enough, and uh, let's keep building uh, the Filipino tennis community. And the years to come, tennis can get bigger and bigger, and we'll have more and more uh, players. And Davis Cup, Fed Cup, will keep getting better and better. Thank you, and uh, again, thank you for being the first guest of this uh, tennis podcast, uh, all about tennis. And uh, this is an initiative again, as I said. <clears throat> 
by uh, one of the initiatives of uh, Unified Tennis Philippines and uh, giving some sort of uh, tennis entertainment while everybody is in quarantine here in the Philippines. Um, and uh, so this that's why I'm wearing this shirt, Unified Tennis Philippines. And uh, we would also like to announce that uh, ABS-CBN Foundation is accepting donations for for uh, COVID-19 uh, to, to help our frontliners and people who need support. And, and uh, the president of ABS-CBN, Carlo Katigbak, I'm sure you've met him. Uh, he's, uh, he's an avid tennis player also. And uh, they joined hands with uh, Cebuana Luillier. And uh, you, can, you can give donations to the uh, 2,000, 3,000 plus branches of uh, Cebuana Luillier and uh, through uh, the ABS-CBN Foundation. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's all we have now. And again, thank you so much, Tret, for being our first guest on this historic event. Thanks for having me on the <laughs> no, first uh, episode. I feel lucky. I know, right? And uh, I hope you also enjoyed uh, this episode. And uh, hope to see you soon. Stay safe out there in regards to your mom, regards to Charlotte, and uh, to everyone else out there. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. And talk to you soon. Hopefully, we'll be on another podcast soon. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Good night out there. Thanks. Thank you, Tred. Bye bye. Thanks for having me. <laughs>